Hello everyone and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 184. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today talk to you about video games. I've got we got a good diverse set of stuff this week because I I, I ended up going on a couple tangents here in terms of like where where my focus was uh and and it probably was for the worst to be honest in terms of, you know, getting stuff done. I haven't really uh, worked on the Valkyria Revolution or the Billy Hatcher review since last week and I probably should really hunker down on one of those and really focus on getting it done. Probably Valkyria Revolution is the one. Um, but uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of different things recently. Uh, one thing I did want to go ahead and kind of follow up on, just because we haven't talked about them recently, is some of the multiplayer games I've been playing. Um, the Probably the main one I have any sort of, I don't know if it's really an update on, but I have some additional uh, thoughts about that that have been uh, kind of troublesome with the game is the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles HD re- uh, re-release. Uh, I've been playing that with my friend uh, about once a week for, for a while now. And so if you don't know how the progression of that game works is that every person in your group needs to progress the story separately but you can like work on it together so basically um me and my friend we've been focusing on my story progression for quite a while now uh, and we basically got me to the end of the game and now we're focusing on his story progression and taking him to the end of the game at this point um the the end of the initial game i should say so if you don't know in that hd pack they added like new missions and stuff or kind of like harder versions of the current dungeons to my understanding i haven't done them yet but to my understanding they're just kind of like retextured and 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 i think slightly altered to to make them new dungeons you know quote unquote um so so we're still working on that i think the one kind of ongoing issue with that game like even more so than all the weird you know uh like having to jump in out of rooms you know because of of you know you have to like make a new match every single time you want to play with your friends although they are patching that so now you can go between dungeons with friends so you know if somebody uh sets up another dungeon you don't have to leave the room and come back into it anymore um the big thing that game probably gets on my nerves the most about is just the menus and it's it's one of those things where it's like it's hard to say what's wrong with the menus you just kind of know that they're not right um i'm playing on the play- PlayStation 4 release and basically, like, if you don't know, it, basically there's like a, a sub, like a menu with subcategories on it, and then you go down to another menu after that, and that has like subcategories. And for some reason, just navigating this menu is just like really clunky and cumbersome in a way that I I don't remember having trouble with in the original GameCube release. I, I might need to go back and like work with the user interface in the GameCube one to see if it was just as bad. I mean, obviously, if you're playing multiplayer, you have the Game Boy uh, cable and you're connecting your your Game Boy Advance to your your GameCube and getting the menu on that screen. Uh, but you know, even when you're playing single player, though, you have a, a menu on screen. So so I'm curious. I'm curious how different it is. I think the big thing is, is that that original GameCube game was more focused on, um, like actual inventory management stuff where the, uh, this one has more like additional options in there in terms of, you know, settings and things like that, that I don't, I don't know if the GameCube one on GameCube one had. So I, I don't know what it is, but the menus have just constantly been a problem. Also just like the set out and then set out together and, and some of the weird like room stuff in that game. Like, like if you make a room like one after the other, they basically lock you out of making a room for a while. And then sometimes I'll like try to join as another player and I'll say, uh, this, this search isn't available right now or something like that. Or sometimes I'll get an invite and I don't get the actual invite message on my system. And then I have to go into like the, the like 
match search and then it will like sometimes will surface the, the friend's uh, room on there sometimes i have to put the room code in just a lot of really inconsistent stuff with that that game but you know overall i think it's minor things it's just kind of annoyances rather than it is like a a true like oh this is so broken you can't play it you know obviously if you're gonna play crystal chronicles online you know it's the only official way uh the gamecube version you can do some weird stuff with that to my understanding but i haven't actually tried it myself um i would imagine that by be a bit more complicated to set up as well uh but again i haven't actually looked into it to see uh but you know anytime you're like running emulators online i feel like there's usually some some initial hurdle but you know maybe i'm just out of date maybe i'm just an old man and don't trust emulators to be user-friendly right um so that's pretty much it for crystal chronicles still still crystal chronicles so far um i'll probably talk about it a bit more once i actually get to the new content um which you know probably i'd say probably in a few more weeks maybe um i've also still been playing overcooked 2 we're finally on the last dlc i think it's called like season's greeting maybe we just finished up like the um the haunted something no not the haunted one that is like the the it's like a circus one or something. So I think I think out of all the over paid DLC for Overcooked, the the Halloween one's the best because you get like the horde mode, and I felt like the horde mode was probably my favorite way to play Overcooked too. Um, I think the normal modes are are fine. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like they're a little too samey. So having that like that diversity with horde mode was always a, a fun thing where you have to like, you know, feed these attacking monsters meals and things like that. But anyways, uh, all that aside, though, um, we're, we're in the season's greeting pack, I think is what it's called. Where it has like uh, actually it has like three holidays in there. Interestingly, it has like a, a snowy kind of Christmassy area, uh, Chinese New Year looking area. And then one's just like a sandy beach. And the only thing I can assume is that maybe they're accounting for the fact that like Christmas in like, you know, Australia or something, uh, it's hot. So, so maybe it's like, Hey, summertime, summertime, Christmas fun kind of thing. So they're trying to like represent, you know, various places around the world. That's my best guess. But we, we just got in there. We haven't actually played any of the maps for that, but, um, it, it, it looks like it has a lot of visual variety at least. And I, I think there are some new recipes in there that you can make, but, but yeah, we'll see. I, I'm a little done with overcooked too. I think at this point, I'm definitely gonna, you know, wrap up this last dlc or whatever um with the group but uh i think i think i can go a long time without playing overcooked ever again after i (laughs) after we finish this up uh and still playing left for dead too nothing new there i don't want to talk too much about that uh we'll touch on it a little bit again during the news section um and then on my own though i went ahead and picked up tomodachi collection again if you didn't uh if you if you haven't been around very long um i i was playing this i think around august september and I kind of bounced off of it, and I think a big reason why I I did not continue to play it back then is the approach I was taking to Tomodachi Collection was not great. So if you don't know what Tomodachi Collection is, um, you may be familiar with Tomodachi Life on the 3DS or even Me Tomo on on mobile phones. Uh, it's like a little life simulators where you like po- populate an apartment complex with Mies, and you give them like different personalities and things like that, and then they just kind of like mingle around. You do like little activities with them, and it's it's pretty straightforward. And even in the sequel, Tomodachi life which has uh more stuff than the original tomodachi collection um it (laughs) it's 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 pretty limited so going back a game is even more limiting uh to to that degree so and it's also japan only so i'm running it using a fan translation i think it's an incomplete fan translation i think the 0.8 version of the fan trans is the only thing that's um you know out there that you can get i i I don't 100 i haven't checked in a while but i believe that's the case um, anyway, so I went ahead and kind of put more time into that, but the big thing I was doing before was like, I was treating it more like Animal Crossing, where I would log in 
in for like an hour every day, kind of do the stuff I'm going to do and then turn it off, come back the next day, log in for an hour a day. And I think that was a bad approach because I think what happens is you don't get to see, um, again, there's not a lot of variety, but you don't get to see kind of the, the, the daily life of these me's in some ways. So, so I think you probably need to treat it more like a, a virtual pet game. So essentially, you know, I, I was playing it on a Wii U, um, because that's how I play my DS games. Cause I can capture them, uh, when they work. Uh, some, some Wii U games do not play nice. I recently tried to play, or some DS games don't play nice. I recently tried to play Spider-Man two on Wii U did not work out. Unfortunately, uh, the game just basically crashes when it, la- when you, uh, launch it. But, um, but it, it, Tomodachi Collection were great as far as I could tell. I didn't see any issues when I was playing through it. So if you want to play Tomodachi Collection on not a DS, uh, the Wii is a great place to do it. But I could imagine like if you're playing it on an actual DS, um, you know, just treating it like something you just like kind of keep in your pocket and then open up once in a while and just like check in on your me, see what's going on, see if there's anything happening in the plaza and then closing it again and then coming back to it later kind of thing. I'd imagine that working pretty well. And I feel like... One thing that Tomodachi Life had issues with on on 3DS that wasn't a fault of the game itself, so much more the hardware, is that the 3DS was not a console with a reliable battery life. You had to pretty regularly keep your 3DS charging to to keep it on, Um, or at least the models I had. And, you know, obviously over time, the the batteries kind of, you know, wane a bit as you charge them up, you know, over and over and over again. Um, But... The DS has like a pretty impressive lifespan. So like, I think a lot of times with the DS, you can kind of just turn it on and put it in sleep mode and not have to worry about, you know, whether or not I actually, I plugged it in, you know, at the end of the day or something like that. Right. Um, you could usually go a little while and then, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, reliably at some point see, oh, my DS is dying. Let me save and charge. Right. So I feel like the Tomodachi Collection, the first one probably has that benefit, but you know, as since I played it on a Wii U, I guess I can't say for certain, but that that is my my general uh, feelings, I guess, about how Tomodachi Collection can be improved over Tomodachi Life. But overall, though, there's just more content in Tomodachi Life, and that, and the fact that it has a uh, actual English translation, so you get to hear the Mies, you know, talk to each other in English, or in the uh, fan translated version, it's all in Japanese still. Um, in terms of the voices and everything. So, so you are listening to me talking Japanese, which, you know, could have its own appeal depending on how you feel about that stuff. But, um, but, you know, we, it, it is harder, like, without an understanding of Japanese, how to create, like, phrases for the characters to say. And, and I think there's always, like, some charm to, like, hearing this little robotic voice, you know, say something like, I don't know. I remember one one time my me said something like, "I hate video games. Sock monkeys are the best," or something like that. <laughs> and and you know, it's kind of a funny little clip, right? Um, all unfortunately you can't record video on 3ds, so I just had like a screenshot of it, I think. So, anyways, um, so I went ahead and basically finished that up. I was kind of, it's a little hard to know what your goal is in that game. I remembered in Tomodachi Life, your goal is to have a baby. Um, in Tomodachi Collection, it seems like your goal is to get married, and once once that happens, you get the credits roll, and the game's basically done. You can get a divorce in the game. Um, at least looking at the soundtrack, there's a a particular song for getting a divorce. Um, I don't think I'm gonna stick around to see if anybody gets divorced or not. <laughs> But I think that's probably good. Um, so I went ahead and did a casual review. So that's going to go up. Uh, I didn't realize how close Christmas is. Um, it, also, if you're watching the video version, there is a Christmas tree behind me. A cheap, a cheap artificial tree. Um, I have not put ornaments on it. It's pre, pre-lit with lights. But uh, the ornament, 
I was, I was, you know, I just got it from like Walmart, right? And and I was looking at their little like ornament packs. I was like, I don't want any of these. <laughs> I don't like any of these ones. Um, so I was like, well, maybe I'll find some ornaments later. But it's also like only two weeks till Christmas, basically. So I'm like, eh, am, I, am I gonna do this? <laughs> am I gonna get some ornaments for this thing? Probably not. Anyways, so basically the reason I talked about that was because the Tomodachi Collection Casual Reviews gonna go up on. Um, the 23rd of December. So, so you should see that then a couple days before Christmas. But yeah, that's pretty much it for stuff I've been playing. Now, if you've been around a long time, I feel like I always am like, Hey, if you've been around, here's some, if you haven't been around, let me, let me catch you up. But I guess, you know, as one person I'm talking about a lot, like I'm continuing on things from years ago sometimes. In this case, yes, years ago. Um, so if you didn't know, I, I built out the, cutting room floor page for Final Fantasy 11 a long time ago. Um, and I enjoyed doing that. Basically, if you don't know what the cutting room floor is, basically it's a place that, that archives unused content. And Final Fantasy 11, uh, the MMORPG, had very little documentation behind its unused content. You could find some forum posts and some YouTube videos, but it always bothered me that it was really hard to find reliable information about Final Fantasy XI, um, especially since there's a lot of weird speculation about Final Fantasy XI's un unused content, and it's something that I kind of, I don't want to be a jerk about it, but I kind of want to put my thumb down on sometimes. It's like, like, no, this is not like some area that exists somewhere in the world of Final Fantasy XI. This is, this is some like test zone kind of thing, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm probably maybe a little strict on that, um, in a, a, a way that some people might get offended, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I built out this thing and, and if you don't know back then I was using a tool called Gnosis, um, to, to look at data. And unfortunately at the time, um, most of the old data in the game would just crash the tool I was using. Uh, it would just be like, I don't know, and die. Um, also, some of the, 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 the things I was loading, um, it, would, it would show up incomplete. So, like, there's a map that I loaded that I could only get, like, some individual chunks and slivers of. Uh, but, but I couldn't see the whole thing. Um, and I kind of stopped trying at some point because, you know, I'm not a data miner. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just throwing stuff in a tool and hoping it works out. Um, but I did look at a lot of other files in terms of looking at their hex code and stuff like that. And, um, hex code, I'm sure I sound super smart right now. Hex code, I'm sure that is not the word for it. <laughs> but I was looking at the hex code back then, and I recognized that some of the maps, I could identify what they were based off, um, some of their headers. Uh, one being, uh, snowfield maps. I, I recognize there's a snowfield map. I recognize there's another map that had, um, a train on it. So if you don't know, one of the unused maps in Final Fantasy XI has a train on it, which there are no trains in Final Fantasy XI otherwise. Um, so I found another map that had textures associated with the train. So like, oh, this map has train textures on it. So maybe they had a thought that like, you know, these these two maps would connect via that train that they put in the other area and, and things like that. Um, anyways, long story short, um, I happened to be working on... Um, Trying to pull some stuff from Industrial Spy Operation Espionage, which is the game we're currently trying, we're currently streaming, and I wanted to see if I could pull some data from that game, and I actually was able to. I was able to pull some audio clips from that game, so um, I'll I'll probably tweet about those a bit later of what I found, and that and like. I don't know if any of those, some of those audio clips I think might be unused because there are contexts that they would be 
they would be used that I can think of. Like there's a, there's like a voice clip of the lady going like game saved, game loaded. But I'm pretty sure when you save and load in that game, it just makes a beep noise. So I'm not sure where that would have been used um, or where that would be used. But, you know, I think we'll need more time at the game to see if those voice clips show up anywhere. Um, so anyways, I was, I was digging into that. And so I just happened to try to be messing around with some of the files in there. And I downloaded the latest version of Gnosis. And when I did that, I was like, hey, let me go, like, you know, check those maps to see if they um, they load now. And sure enough, those old Final Fantasy XI maps load. So I can actually see what they look like now uh, in this tool. So, <laughs> um, in terms of, it's, it's very cool stuff, and I want to cover them in some way. The, the The problem is, is you know, obviously one controller port is not exactly a Final Fantasy Eleven, you know, online resource or something, right? I happen to cover it, but you know, my my channel is basically anything I want to do all the time, and it usually it's just whatever my current interest is. Like, hey, I'm talking about PCFX games. Here's a bunch of PCFX content. Okay. Game Boy games. Now I'm going to go talk about Game Boy games for a while. And recently I've been like thinking about, um, I don't know what, what direction I want to go with the website in terms of, I feel like I would like to build more, I don't know if narratives is the right word, but have a more consistent, um, focus for a set period of time or like to talk about games more than just one game at a time. Right. Maybe. Um, so, uh, I've been thinking about that, but anyways, that aside, that's just something I've been thinking about. And then like this whole Final Fantasy 11 thing, there's a wrench in there. Cause like updating the cutting room floor page is going to take a very long time and it would slow down the content on the website. And I also don't get a lot of feedback from the cutting room floor page because it's just like, I, I put it there and then I have no idea if anybody's looking at it. You know, sometime I'll get a comment on it. Um, and I think it's very good for stuff to be on the cutting room floor page, but the time and commitment to that. Like, I, I don't know if I have the time and commitment to that right now. Um, it should be on there. It'd be a good service to put it on there for sure. Um, but I might do something that is a little easier to do in the short term, at least, and create a series of videos around those, those things. Because, you know, I think any anybody can go and look at these maps. But I think there's some things I want to kind of communicate about those maps, uh, my understanding of those maps, some things that I've found when I was looking into them initially and and identifying what they are and and try to contextualize some of those. Um, so what I'm thinking about right now, this is I'm probably talking about this way too soon, is maybe like a video series that kind of talks about either one map at a time or a chunk of data at a time, because I think there's a lot of research not research, but like there's things I want to have prepared to show um, when I do that. And I and initially was like, maybe we could do like a stream where I go through all these maps and just kind of talk about them. Or maybe I could just do a pre-recorded long video where I go through all of them. But I think if I do it, I it would be easier and better if I did them in pieces. The biggest thing is that I don't know if anybody watching the channel wants to have me upload like, you know, eight Final Fantasy XI videos about unused maps, right? So anyways, that's kind of my conundrum right now. But I'm very excited that stuff is out there. I saw that somebody on Reddit uh, found out this about this about six months ago. Um, I just was not aware. Um, so I was like, oh, awesome. So um, they did a little bit of documenting themselves on um, Imgur. Is that the website where you can just like post images? Um, it, it's a little light on that stuff. Um, but, but it is something that I, I think it would, it would benefit if I spent a little more time, um, formally, uh, 
categorizing that and like also making sure all the information is out there because if you go read that reddit thread it's it's just like when um the original map was found where people were like oh maybe it makes sense that this is in this area or or it's something related to this area and it's like probably not like i'm not saying that there's no relation to those maps to things that are in the actual game i think there's one particular dungeon that seems very related to a um map that eventually did end up in final fantasy 11 but i don't think it's something that was planned as such more of just reusing um ideas and things like that that they had so so yeah anyways that was kind of a big chunk of thursday night after the stream i found out about that i was like this is the worst time for me to find out about this because i need to go to bed (laughs) so um i also did a little bit of digging to blue stinger a little bit if you don't know blue stinger um on the dreamcast uh is like this survival horror game that has a really fun b-movie style and one thing that it does is that it takes place during christmas time and so and it also takes place partly in a shopping mall so you get a bunch of like ads for christmas and stuff like that that are really fun and cute a bunch of santa's drinking fake coca-cola called hassie um so it's it's a kind of a fun little thing um so i i been i was trying to pull textures for that did not work out unfortunately um and and instead i just got the models with no textures so like the other thing that i didn't <laughs> like the models on their own are, are are silly and fine to look at um but uh I, I would rather have the textures so i know how to get the textures it just would require me to play through the game on an emulator which i don't really want to do i kind of just want to pull the textures and just flip through them and just leave it at that <laughs> so so i don't know we'll see but blue stinger that's an all right video game I, I wish i had more actual content on the website about blue stinger i think i have an old article a while ago um that Anything that happened before like 2014 on my website is maybe not great. And I'm pretty sure that article about Blue Stinger is before 2014 and is maybe not great. So, so yeah. Anyways, that's it for data mining stuff. So that was kind of what took up a lot of my time, uh, not only this week, but also uh, this weekend. So, um, yeah. News time. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. We got one news announcement, and then we'll just get into Game Awards stuff, because Game Awards happen. I'm going to guess most of you guys probably watch Game Awards or are very aware. I don't know how useful these breakdowns are of what news came out during like an event like that. But, you know, at the very least, I can share my thoughts on it, I guess, is the point. I don't know. I'm going to stop rambling now. El Shaddai is coming to Steam, which I was actually... Like, look, I don't buy PC games, really, um, unless somebody's asking me to buy a PC game for something multiplayer, usually, or maybe it's only on PC or something. Um, but I'm very glad El Shaddai is in a place where you can get it on a, on a modern system. I'm not sure if it's an Xbox One X compatible title or not. I'd be curious about that. I might need to look into that after this, uh, after this podcast. But... I'm very excited that's coming back. Um, I will not be buying it, but I, I hope people do buy it, and uh, I hope uh, I hope people enjoy it because that's a great game. I recently talked about it in a pickups video, um, where I had a really hard time putting it back down after I started playing it again. <laughs> I would love to play through that game again, but I just know that I need to focus on more important things, like Ridge Racer DS. We played a little bit of Ridge Racer DS on the stream. I'm debating just playing more Ridge Racer DS. I got to do some stuff to make it uh, capturable or better to capture. DS games are a nightmare for capturing. A, for capturing. B, for formatting a video. You're going to see in that Tomodachi collection video, I switched between two different formats because I'm like, I don't know the best way to show this game. Uh, (laughs) So thank you, Nintendo DS and Nintendo 3DS and your nightmarish setup uh, for that stuff. Anyways, glad that's happening. I don't think there's a date yet. 
but it's coming. Uh, anyways, for Game Award news, uh, maybe I just want to hit uh, a few of the ones that I have some thoughts on. Uh, one big announcement that I think pretty much, you know, well, is it a big announcement? I don't know. New Smash Brothers character, as big of an announcement as the new Smash Brothers character is. Uh, if you didn't see, Sephiroth got added to 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 the game, so that's... I'm I'm you know I'm somebody who's a fan of sword-based Smash Brothers characters, so I'm very happy that they're adding Sephiroth in there. I want I want boys with swords, basically, um, sword boys. Sword girls are good too. They're not, are there sword girls? Lucina, but she's basically Marth. Uh, what's her name? Blaith? Bolt? Bolt? Fire Emblem Lady? They're not really sword though. They're like a bunch of different weapons. Anyways, I, I I I'm interested in playing Sephiroth, so so I'm I'm excited for that. Other than the fact that I probably won't buy that character pack for a while, um, just because I haven't really found the time to play Smash Brothers. Although we recently talked about maybe playing Smash Brothers on like a stream or something at some point. Uh, some people in the chat were talking about that, so we could look into doing that maybe. I, I have not thought about that further. This is the first time I'm remembering that since Thursday, actually. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, if you're interested in playing Smash Brothers on a stream, um, either at 7 p.m. on Thursday or if we can work out another time that it makes it work, let me know. Contact me however you want to contact me. Twitter, comment on YouTube. If you got me on Discord, feel free to message me on Discord, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'm open to that idea. I, it, I don't think it really matches what we're doing content-wise, but, you know, if the people in chat are having a good time with it, uh, I wouldn't mind doing it. And I like Smash, so I'd play some Smash. Uh, it would be nice if it happens after my internet's better, though. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the other announcement was... Um, or not announcement, but there's a new trailer for Scarlet Nexus. I think that still looks good. I I, I think that's coming out like mid next year. They said so. Um, I'll have to see what my my um, game schedule looks like at that time. Uh, I'm not really quite sure what the next year is going to look like, to be honest. Especially with how bad this year went in terms of me getting through games. Um, I, I I might take it a little easy next year. That and we still have to worry about Xenoblade Chronicles X. So we'll see. We'll see how things are looking. Uh, mid mid uh to twenty twenty one. Um, one game I am really excited for, and I I wasn't really sure how to feel about it beforehand. Was it takes two? So if you don't know, um, it takes two is from the developers of A Way Out, which was a uh, co op forced co op game. So basically, even if you're playing online, you had split screen multiplayer going on, and so it was like this very cooperative story experience that they they gave you and it was just very um i don't know the best way to put the gameplay but it's it's, it's kind of like a roller coaster ride with a lot of variety um and it, it reminds me a lot of like a lot of b games that i feel like in terms of quality you know none of it plays great but it's a it's a fun game and it has a lot of heart um it, it, it does kind of fail a bit at the ending but but i think overall you know the dialogue the characters are all really fun the voice acting is a little mixed anyways but it takes two they showed off i think at the game awards last year and they showed a little bit of it but there wasn't a lot of details at the time um and it was kind of about like these two uh this girl who has her parents going through a divorce and then i knew that you had to like play as these dolls to kind of like fix their marriage but but they didn't really have anything to show outside of some dolls running around and i think the girl you know basically mentioning the fact that her parents are getting divorced uh but in this trailer they had like the the dolls bantering with each other it seems very very goofy and fun just like just like a way out but in like a different style uh which is i think what what was important is like 
it's a very different looking game and it also um you know is is a different setting and i think that's very cool um but structurally it feels like it's taking a lot of what worked in a way out and and kind of transferring that over to this game so so i'm i think i'm pretty excited to pick that game up um so i think that will be something i'll probably get and then and try to try to harass somebody to spend some time with me on it um and 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 hopefully it's good hopefully i enjoy it but you know i i kind of whenever you have games that are focused on variety um you usually need to expect some level of jank right because you're not going to polish everything you know 100 and this game is definitely still doing that focus on hey we're gonna do a lot of different things in this one video game um the one game i can think of that does a it doesn't even do a good job of making like these polished experiences as it does it knows when to make you stop doing something in a game so it doesn't become apparent that it's not polished is a uh, super mario odyssey mario odyssey does a great job at having a ton of different play styles that you do when you like you know connect your hat to various you know types of enemies and things like that and and it usually just gives you something for a short little bit and it's like okay here's this thing do it okay, now take that hat off and then go do something else and go, you know, play Mario again or or play as a different thing. And usually if you try to play, like say you, you say you possess the T-Rex and you do, if you try to do more than what they're asking you to do, it becomes very apparent what the limitations of that T-Rex are and kind of how bad it can feel. But they have this very hyper-focused, um, you know, path that you're going through essentially or like or like goal for you to achieve and the moveset is built for that goal that you're doing so so it works really well i'm, I'm not a big fan of super mario odyssey but i always I always give it that that they they mastered the balance of variety uh variety to polish and and when they couldn't polish something they knew how to present it in a way where you were not aware that they did not polish it um and then and some of the things that were more long-term skills i think they did spend the time polishing like the the like the octopus thing where you like go around as an octopus and it has very super mario sunshine like mechanics and then when you like are a cheap cheap and you're swimming underwater because that's just you know a large part of that game is that so i think they they really want to polish that up so don't know why i'm talking about super mario odyssey right now well i know why i'm talking about super mario odyssey but probably don't need to spend this much time on super mario odyssey while we're talking about the game awards in the year of 2020 um so yeah um coming back to left for dead a little bit back for blood was announced and this game is basically left for dead 3 without the ip um it is actually the same developers turtle rock so it's not even like one of those things where it's like oh this group of people were like hey wouldn't it be great if we did another left dead it's the people who made left for dead although valve i think definitely worked on them as well or at least they made left for dead 2 i'm pretty sure they made both but I, i'm at the very least they made they worked heavily on left for dead too let's let's put it that way to kind of cover my butt a little bit <laughs> um but yeah it looks like left for dead um i saw one of my my friends that i'm in the gr group of left for dead with that i'm playing left for dead with um did say there's some concerns about the fact that there's like visible weak points on enemies that you kind of wanted to aim and shoot and he didn't like that fact but you know I, i'm definitely open for change and you know if you're gonna make a zombie horde game especially one that looks so much like left for dead um, I think it makes sense to try to change it up even just a little bit, right? Um, I, I'm still of the mind that Left 4 Dead does not feel like a good shooter. It feels very loose and, and not like something that you are going to be particularly accurate in. Um, so if they're going to start asking you to do things like shooting particular parts of a body and things like that, I really hope they take the time to kind of refine those controls and, and make it feel a bit tighter. But you're really going to have to find a balance because, you know, Left 4 Dead 2 at least is very much about controlling a mob of enemies right and and you need to be able to quickly swipe between uh you know a hole or like basically spray so you, you know have a wall of bullets going at a, a 
you know, group of zombies in front of you. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it looks good. I don't know if I'm excited to play it, especially since I'm not, I'm enjoying Left 4 Dead 2. I'm not loving it. I think, I think it's not that I don't, and it's not even that I don't like Left 4 Dead 2 or anything. I think I'm just surprised that it feels not as good as I expected it to, given how popular it is, which, which it, it's just one of the things that my expectations were this and it turned out to be this and and in some ways that makes it more interesting for me to think about because then it's like well why is why is this game so well regarded and why does it control this way <laughs> um because if it just was like a good shooter or something then i'd be like yeah i mean shoot man shoot same way i feel about super mario brothers 3 played super mario brothers 3 and it's like i don't know jump man jumps i guess that's something he does and he did it good in this game the one game that everybody's like, hey, this is the one game where Jumpman Jump feels really, really good in 2D. I'm like, yeah. I think there's like, I don't really know what the current, I don't know why I keep coming back to Mario. <laughs> I don't know what the current um, like climate is between Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario World fans. I know there's a while there's like some tension between Ocarina of Time fans and Link, Link between uh, Link to the Past fans for the Super Nintendo. I felt like there's always just this argument of like, which one's better? Um, but maybe just the real answer is I'm just out of those circles now. Uh, and I don't know who's arguing about what anymore. Or maybe they're just too old that nobody cares. <laughs> well, people care about those games, but, you know, nobody's arguing about, you know, if OOT or A Link to the Past are better. They're both just old video games now, right? Um, but, yeah. Anyways. Um, I will say one more thing I want to say about Left 4 Dead before I move on. And Back for Blood specifically is I really think it is important this game is being made. Um, not because I have any particular connection to it, but I do think the Left 4 Dead franchise is something that was really well received, right? And and it felt like it had such a presence in, in the late, uh, I think it's like early 2000s is when, or early 2010s, uh, the early, is that the aughts? the tens, I don't, I don't know, you know, around 2010, 2012, um, Left 4 Dead was super pre prevalent and people really loved that second game. Um, and it's just kind of surprising. It's been so long that without it. And I think, I mean, the big answer I think is that Valve just doesn't make video games anymore. Um, but it's kind of crazy that I feel like no game has really kind of filled those shoes still. Um, I mean, there's definitely games that are wave based horde games, but I don't know if anything's really ever caught people's hearts like left 4 dead 2 did um so i think it's important that this game is at least trying to be made you know it's got warner brothers i believe behind it so it's got plenty of budget i'm pretty sure um so i don't think we're gonna get something that's like you know kind of iffy i think you're gonna get a really solid sequel to left 4 dead 2 if it's different enough i don't know but but i think it's important this game's being made as much as i don't personally care about it that much <laughs> Um, speaking of games that I don't personally care about that much, Perfect Dark got announced, but I am going to talk about it mainly because of the fact that no gameplay was shown off. <laughs> so they showed off this trailer for Perfect Dark. And if you don't know, I don't know why I'm explaining Perfect Dark. Um, although it's, you might be, you might not know what it is, like a stealth shooter from the 64. And then it was also a Perfect Dark Zero in the Xbox, um, 360. Yeah, 360 Xbox. And then they like remade the first game. Um, anyways. I've never played a Perfect Dark game, so I literally don't have anything to say about Perfect Dark as a whole, personally. But it's just, um, you know, it's more of a commentary about Microsoft as a whole right now. Um, if you didn't see Halo, I think Halo was was officially delayed till fall 2021 at this point. So it's going to be a bit. Um, <laughs> and the Xbox doesn't exactly have that many titles coming up in the near future um, to really fill that gap. Uh, and I think, I think, 
there's this feeling that I have all the time that, and I think this is a, a, a general feeling that I've, I've probably had since like 2015, if not earlier, of like, this is the year that Microsoft's going to show us what they're what they're coming up next like they're gonna have their cg trailers and we're gonna like you know start seeing what the future of the xbox lineup looks like now kind of thing and and i feel like every year someone like that but every year ends up being like another purchase on their part so they like we bought stuff this year and we're not gonna show anything and i feel like they've been doing that for the last couple of years and perfect dark being a cg trailer is just like oh boy like i guess because there's such a need for xbox to have an exclusive like right now um, having something that's in, I don't know if they gave a date or year or what, but like something that's so, so vague right now that we don't even have a look at what the gameplay looks like. Announcing something like that for the, the Xbox right now just feels like not something I, <laughs> I want to be reminded of. It's just like this game's coming out in maybe 2022, maybe late 2021 if we're, if we're, you know, lucky, but, but it's just... It's a little weird to show that trailer, in my opinion. I, I, I get it, but I guess there are more concerning issues with Xbox right now than what's coming in two years, right? Um, so you know, maybe maybe it's further along than I expect, but but just showing off the CG trailer gives me the impression that we're gonna it's gonna be a while till we get to this one. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope um I hope it works out. You know, I, I'm always happy of healthy competition, and I'm also always like. Right now, I feel I feel like what Microsoft's doing on their console and their policies and things like that um, is great. Generally, um, generally, I'm sure there's things here and there that I'd I'd be upset about, um, but but it's just like oh boy, like showing me this game is going to be like years and years away. Admittedly, I will not play most of Microsoft or Sony Sony's first party, so it doesn't really matter to me personally. But just like thinking about it from a um, like console war kind of thing. If you want to call it console wars, people call it console wars anymore. I don't even know. Um, and the last thing, and this is kind of, kind of the same vein, uh, Bioware announced Dragon Age and Mass Effect. I, I need to go back. Actually, I should have watched this before I, I pu- pulled up the podcast. I don't think they showed any gameplay for Dragon Age. I think it's just like a trailer, right? Or a story trailer. It may have been CG only. I'd have to, I'll need to go back and look. Uh, and then they showed that Mass Effect, Mass Effect trailer, and they're like, oh, there's another Mass Effect coming. And it's just like, I don't know if Bioware has the uh, clout at the moment to really show those trailers off without much to back them up and be like, okay, get excited, right? Um, there's just, between, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda and, uh, not Apex, what is it called? Starts with an A. They're a multiplayer shooter thing. I, I'm blanking on it. Um, anyways, they're, they're other, they're a multiplayer shooter thing that kind of was competing with Destiny. Um, it... it it, it it is just one of those things that I think it's just too too little too soon almost like don't show me these right now show me stuff when you're ready to show me stuff um I do know that there's sometimes there's like back-end reasons why you might announce those things I think there was something about recently about um some of the people at Bioware leaving so maybe it made sense to be like hey don't don't think about some of these people you want to be at the company uh, leaving. Think about the video game we're making, kind of thing. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's more internal politics stuff than 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 you know I'd expect. And you know, net, maybe, you know, putting a trailer out isn't going to necessarily do that much harm. But it is. It just feels a little too soon. I feel like 
for those games. Um, they, they need they need to prove themselves first before people can really get excited for that. I feel like, but hey, I'm sure there's people out there very excited. Anyways, that's it for the game war stuff. This went on quite a bit longer than I expected, so we'll go ahead and wrap up here real quick. If you don't know, OneControlReport.com is the website. Um, I have a Wii Ski and Snowboard casual review going up this week. So if you're curious about Wii Ski and Snowboard and my feelings on that, uh, go check that out. If you haven't watched my original Wii Ski quick play, I'd recommend starting there because my feelings on Wii Ski and Snowboard and my disappointment with it uh, derives hev- heavily of what that original Wii Ski game was and how Wii Ski and Snowboard kind of meddles with it a little bit. Um, or I would say meddles with it with a little, it meddles a little bit, but it does a lot of damage with that little bit of meddling, I feel like. So Whiskey and Snowboard is not a bad game. It just doesn't, it's not, it's not as good as the original one. And it's almost, it's so weird because it's almost like a a better game overall. It's kind of like how No More Heroes 2 is a better game than No More Heroes 1, but No More Heroes 1 is the No More Heroes you want to play, right? Like there are reasons you want to play the original No More Heroes, where No More Heroes 2 is just, you know, there's things about it that are problematic, not really problematic. I don't want to say it like that, but No More Heroes 2 has some issues in terms of storytelling, dialogue, bosses, and things like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's the end of my No More Heroes comparison. Uh, so yeah, Whiskey and Snowboard, that's going up on, on Wednesday this week. Um, and then also last week I had a Dragon Marked for Death quick play go up. So if you want to see me talk about Dragon Marked for Death, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and check that out. I, I will say if you are a fan of, you know, anti-create games, so Gunvolt, uh, Mega Man style, like Mega Man Z specifically, ZX as well. Uh, Dragon Mark for Death is the same developers, and that game feels, in a lot of ways, very similar to how those games feel from a character perspective, and and how they control. Uh, I think it's it's worth looking into, even if you're not a huge fan of like action RPGs. Um, this game might 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 turn your mind a little bit if you're if you're more of like an action platformer kind of fan. So, yeah. Um, and then we're just going to keep streaming some uh, Industrial Spy Operation Espionage for now. Um, around Christmas time, I'm going to do a Christmas stream. I don't know what day it's going to be yet. Uh, I do have a plan for that. Um, I won't talk about it yet. Let me let me spend a little more time thinking about what I want to do exactly. But I'm pretty sure I've got a locked-in plan for that. And then after that, we're going to take a break from Operation Espionage and play something else. I don't know what that other thing is yet at the moment. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, in terms of content coming out, it's really just that, that Tomodachi collection video probably. And that's probably the last piece of content you're getting this year, uh, outside of maybe like a year in review post or, or something. Um, so, so I'm sorry this last couple months have been kind of, um, kind of the more casual content. Um, I, it's definitely easier to make, right? And I and I've been kind of I feel like I've been just been in a mood to play games recently, and kind of plopping out those reviews, especially if it's a game I don't like. Tomodachi Collection is a game that is close to my heart for a lot of reasons, but not because of actually playing it or in a or talking about it in a way that I think a featured video would really make a lot of sense, um, or at least not in a featured video way that people have not already talked about that game. You know, six years ago when Tomodachi Life came out. So so I will probably go ahead and. Uh, those kind of things i'm just like let me just shuffle out some thoughts on this and then it's there if you want it and then if you don't want it well it'll go into the abyss of my youtube channel for for a while um so yeah 
Anyways, I'll shut up now. Thanks for coming. OneControlPort.com is the website. Uh, if you want to come to the stream, that's at 7 p.m. Thursdays at Pacific Time um, on Thursday. I already said Thursday. But yeah, otherwise, have a great week. Bye.